welcome, welcome, welcome to two. Happy Friday, everybody. Well, let's call it Firestone Friday. We burn hypocrisy to the ground. Everybody had a lot to say, but now I don't hear a sound. It's your boy OG, and if it's your first time joining us, Till Stash was talking in layman's terms. First things first, no time for BS. I got to run it down. That's why I'm the best. So get out your feelings, turn me up another notch. You know what time it is. Don't make me show you my watch. Firestone Friday, no fire extinguisher needed. It's over. It's your boy. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Happy Friday once again. I hope everybody uh, ready to get off, get ready to do something relaxing. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with the NFL today. Uh, last night's game, the 49ers versus the Giants. 49ers take care of business, 30 to 12, uh, without wide receiver wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. And the Giants, of course, played without Saquon Barkley. Uh, McCaffrey did his thing last night. So did Debo. And, you know, like I said, they they want to blow Brock Purdy up. He's not the engine that, that steers this, this this team. And after watching them, they keep going with the power rankings that they're number one. The 49ers don't look, to me, they don't look better than the Cowboys or the Miami Dolphins. I mean, defensive-wise, they may look better than the Dolphins. But offensive-wise, the Cowboys, I mean, let's go team-wise. The Cowboys and the Dolphins look better. That's all I'm saying. Now, the big news in in NFL, Trayvon Diggs. I'm a Cowboy fan, so it hurt my heart. Trayvon's out for the year, torn ACL. But I'm just going to say this. At least it was a Micah. We can cover for him. Yeah, it, He's a great ball hawk. He's got good instincts. That uh, that technique still needs a little fine-tuning, but he, he, he was going to have a good year. I can't. Deny that just from the way he played the first couple of games. But um, big loss. But we we can recover, get well soon. That goes back to the injuries happening. I think these guys need to play more. They cut the preseason down from five to three. These guys need to go ahead and play. Because the, the injuries are piling up this year for some reason. That uh, after the devastating injury to Nick Chubb on Monday night, that was uh, that was gruesome. Michael Fitzpatrick says he's not a dirty player. I believe him, but that was a dirty hit. We don't know if Nick's going to be able to come back from that. But after seeing the injury, uh, well, with technology and medicine these days, I expect him to be back. How good he'll be, because he had he had an injury not to that degree in college, but he had a knee problem in college. So we're pulling for you, uh, Nick. Hopefully you'll get back on the field. Uh, the Vikings, they acquire Ham, Cam Akers from the Rams. Uh, no Dalvin Cook. I wish they. I would. I bet Dalvin wish he had stayed there, or they, they wish they had kept him. But they got Acres. He's a good fill-in, and he should do well. Uh, more injuries. Bryce Young, the young rookie for the Panthers, he's out this week with a with an ankle. And Joe Burrow also may be out for the Bengals. They signed a third quarterback. That hamstring is just not getting well. Then we have Justin Fields. He made a media gaffe. He basically got he had basically had a media session where he threw his coaches under the bus and then he came back and unthrew them from under the bus. It's something you can't do as a young quarterback. The whole situation there is, is is a mess. And for a young quarterback, the front office, the coaching staff, they're not 
the guys that drafted him. So whether they should have moved on from him or not, that's a conversation for a different day. But right now, it looks horrible. On top of that, Chicago's D.C., uh, he resigned, uh, citing health issues, and he wanted to spend more time with his family. It just gets, when it rains, it pours, especially in Chicago. Uh, then out in uh, San Diego, the Chargers, the Chargers head coach is definitely on the hot seat. They're 0-2. New offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, he's on the hot seat. If they go in three, I think by game five, he will be gone. He should have been gone this offseason, but... Like I said, that's a story for another day. The Raiders' Chandler Jones has been placed on the non-injury list. Nobody knows what they're about. They sent a crisis team to his house. He said it was a big joke. There's something going on in the Raider organization with him that nobody knows about except them. Uh, hopefully, they'll clear it up, either trade him or get him back on the field. Standing by for details. Uh, and we're going to move back to college football. Back to Coach Prime, the most pulverizing story in all of sports. Uh, this weekend, they played the Oregon Ducks, number 10 Oregon Ducks. They're currently ranked number 19, but they got Coach Prime and the boys as a 21-point dog. Is this disrespectful or is this uh, par for the course? Nobody really knows because in the three games, they weren't supposed to win two of them, but they won all three. So what's really going on here? Everybody keeps saying every game oh this is going to be their test this is going to be their test well this is going to be their test oregon is ranked 10th ranked 10th in the country so if they beat oregon then what then what somebody got to believe somewhere so we we are we really going to find out what colorado's made of saturday i can't wait to see speaking of coach prime uh he put the fan base on notice. The the kid from CSU that injured Travis Hunter, he told him it's, it's a game. The death threats are not. I mean, it was a dirty play, but as Coach Prime said, it was just a game, and this kid doesn't deserve to be getting death threats. He He's from Boulder, Colorado, so, you know, it was a dirty play, but no nobody deserves death threats. Lay off of this kid. Then the other question is, is Cormani McClain going to play? And as Prime said, no. And they asked why. And Prime simply said, because of him. See, this is the thing. Cormani McClain was a five-star. He came to camp late. He was, I guess he was expecting Coach Prime to hand him over the starting job. But Coach Prime says you're not ready to play. You're not ready to play. At his position, what is Cormani McClain going to tell Deion Sanders about being a cornerback or what he can and what he can't do. See, that that's the advantage that he got. He's got a gold jacket hanging up in the closet. So whatever come out, comes out of Cormani's mouth, if it's not yes, sir, it's BS. And that's why he's still sitting on the bench. Come on, young man. Get your maturity game on. Get your head in the game. And you will get that playing time. Moving on to college football. Michigan State it's obvious they want Mel Tucker out. I mean, it's just a formality right now. They still have a trial to go through. But where did it go wrong? Where where did it go wrong? A whole season loss. No matter who they bring in there, old coaches, what have you, they're not going to respond the same way. And as of right now, 17 kids have already hit the transfer portal. Was this 
whole thing, which Mel keeps saying is a big mis misunderstanding and a sham. Was this worth losing your whole football season just like Northwestern? Well, apparently so. Mel hasn't been officially fired yet, but like I said, they're saying it's only a formality. Moving on, Alabama is to start Jalen Miro at quarterback this weekend against Ole Miss and his old offensive coordinator, Lane Kiffin. Well, it's obvious. He got to play last week with the second-string quarterback who he took out at halftime and the five-star he's got set in the third spot. Neither afforded themselves well. He, Melro didn't even play in that game, and I was thinking Nick's just being an ass. But he could have just wanted him to sit back and see the game better. So we're going to go with that because the days of Nick stockpiling talent and, and you know telling kids you're not good enough to play or what have you, it's called a transfer portal, Nick. You lost 12 players to it that are, that are playing on other teams that are balling right now. So you better get it together. These mind games about to be a thing of the past. It's all about money, 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 and play, play, play. Remember that, Nick. In Iowa, four more athletes plead guilty to gambling. What the hell is going on in Iowa? Really? They got casinos in Iowa like that? The athletes are out of control. I don't know whether it's NIL money or what, but they're just, that's like the 13th or 14th kid that allegedly were, were gambling on games football games, baseball, and basketball games. So, I was got a problem. And then out in Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Tech adds two more athletes' uh, statues to their collection out there. We got Kim Mulkey, current coach of LSU, won a national championship, also the former coach of Baylor. She took them the two titles. And then we have the blonde bomber, Terry Bradshaw. Both were awarded trophies at Louisiana Tech. Uh, right alongside NBA Carl Malone, uh, M uh, NFL great Willie Rolfe, Fred Dean from the 49ers, and Teresa Witherspoon. Congratulations to them. Now we're going to cover a little WNBA. Uh, the playoffs have been exciting. I've watched a couple of games. Uh, they're, they're balling out there. It's, it's great to watch. It's great to see real basketball instead of just running up and down the court checking threes. Uh, Alyssa Thompson and Dewana Bonner, Dewana Bonner uh, they carried the Suns to their fifth straight semifinals, 90-75. Uh, they won that. And then you have the Liberty. They finish off the Mystics to advance to the, semi, to the semi, semis. Uh, then we had a group of awards coming out. We had the Aces. Alicia Clark was named the sixth player of the year. We also that we also have the Aces Aja Wilson. She wins her second defensive player of the year, but she got squeezed out for uh, most valuable player by Brianna Stewart. Uh, we got the Wings Sato Sabali. She wins most improved player, and the Wings the Wings had seven. They had seven scores in double digits to reach the, the semis, sending the Atlanta Dream home. That's amazing. Like I said, if Check them out. The, the women are really balling. They said this is the most they've been watching 21 years, and I can see why. Moving on to the NBA. Kelly Oubre is slated to sign with the 76ers. That's uh, that's when uh, that's what's been put out there. Uh, that would be a good addition, depending on if James Harden decides he want to play basketball again. Uh, that's still up in the air. Uh, the number one track. The one, the number one pick in the draft, Victor Wimby, uh, is set to play for France. 
He's talking about the gold medal. I'm like, dude, you couldn't finish summer league, and you're talking about the gold medal. This is not going to go good for San Antonio. I'm not calling him a bust, but I'm calling him a bust. Moving on. Giannis says he needs more players around him if he's going to stay in Milwaukee. Well, Giannis, both of your brothers are on the team taking up two roster spots. Neither one plays that much. So, you might have to think about your surroundings. You ready to get rid of your brothers to get some more guys in there? Let us know. Moving on. Major League Baseball. Shohei Otani just left. He, he left. He's got, he had surgery on his elbow that said he can hit in 2024, but he won't be able to pitch until 2025. So there's no more $500 million contract for him on the table. I still don't think he'll be back with the Angels uh, next year, but he just picked up. Like I said on another show, he just picked up. He cleaned out his locker and left. Like I said, if the brothers had done that, they'd be a bad teammate. I still want him tested for steroids. I need that. I need to know he's clean. I don't think he is, but hey, I could be wrong, but prove me wrong. Uh, the Brewers, Mejia, suspended, suspended 162 games for PEDs. Just say he's suspended for the year. It's only 162 games in a season. He got suspended for the year, so he probably going to come back, come back sometime next year, but there's only like 10 games left, so... It's crazy. These guys haven't learned their lessons yet as it pertains to PEDs, and that's sad. Anyway, the Twins placed Carlos Carrera, the all-star shortstop, placed him on a 10-day injury list. He should be back for the playoffs. And the Blue Jays, Pedro Guerrero Jr., he gets an MRI on his right knee as the Blue Jays are fighting for a playoff spot. And finally in soccer, uh, Lionel Messi, he got shut down to muscle fatigue. He's been dominating the league since he came over. Uh, hope he gets some rest because they're going to need him for the playoff push. Now, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, getting into this college football. Let's talk about it. Let's see what's happening this week. A lot of good games. Uh, you know the game everybody wants to see, but we're going to start off with the top anyway. We got Georgia against UAB. I got, you know, Trent Dilfer is the coach of US, UAB, so sorry, Trent, but the squad's going to get baptized. Depends on how good the Georgia quarterback plays. This guy's not he's not a on-the-radar quarterback, but he should be somewhere down the road. They're going to have trouble when they play a, a big-time team. But, uh, yeah, Trent, sorry, but you guys are getting baptized. Michigan against Rutgers, the return of Jim Harbaugh, I'm sure the guys are going to show out. Rutgers, you're in trouble. Texas versus Baylor. I'm going to call upset alert. It's because my daughter went to Baylor and we are all alumni. But Texas should handle business. But don't be surprised if they're upset. At number four, the Florida State Seminoles taking on Clemson. Everybody wants to know how far has Clemson fallen? Well, they're falling and they can't get up. And if Florida State is who they say they are, they should run right through them. Can't wait to see that. The Dabo dynasty is over. Watch what you say, Dabo. That's why you're in the predicament you're in now. Okay, we're going to go number five. USC, Caleb Williams versus Arizona State. It's going to be the Caleb show. They don't, they don't have anything on that side of the ball to stop them. Uh, so uh, USC should roll. Number six, we got number six, Ohio State playing number nine, Notre Dame. We want to know 
who's really real? Ohio State is Ohio State, but as I stated in earlier shows, they don't really have a quarterback. Yeah, he's a five-star, but he's green, and he didn't look good early. Notre Dame's got a lot of veterans, and they're just rolling along. But once those Buckeyes hit them in the mouth, will they be able to respond? That's what everybody wants to see. I personally think Notre Dame's going to win this, but we'll see. Number seven, Penn State versus Iowa. Number 24, Iowa. Penn, too solid on both sides of the ball. Iowa might give them a game at home, but I don't see them winning. Number eight, Washington versus Cal. Mr. Penix Jr. is a baller. Flat out baller. Cal is going to be over before halftime. Right, number nine, Notre Dame's number nine, playing Ohio State. Number 10, Oregon versus number 19, Colorado. Where the buff be exposed? That's the word. Everywhere. Oh, they're going to be exposed. They're going to be exposed. No, they're not big up, up front on the offensive or the defensive line. And if you watch the CSU game, you're like, what the hell is the defensive coordinator doing? Well, nobody really knows. But we know one thing. Every time they've counted them out, they have risen to the occasion. And hopefully they do the same thing on Saturday because I want to see. I don't want to be stressed out again like I was last week. But, hey, that comes along with the Buffalo train. Go Buffaloes. At number 11, you got Utah versus number 22, UCLA. Will the Utah quarterback carousel work this time? Against Chip Kelly, Chip's got a, a, a good team. They're flying a little bit under the radar, but I think if Utah has trouble with the quarterbacks, uh, the, the, the original starters have been out. I think UCLA can, can pull this off, but we'll see. Number 12, LSU versus Arkansas. It's always a good game. LSU has too many athletes, so I think it'll be over quickly. Number 13, Alabama against number 15, Ole Miss. Will Bama bounce back? Former offensive coordinator Lane Kiffin's been wanting to take one from uh, old St. Nick for a while, and this may be the weekend they do that. Putting Melrose back, Bama putting Melrose back, Jalen Melrose back as the quarterback should get them through this. But Miss Ole Miss is set for the up upset. We'll see what happens. Number 14, Oregon State. Versus number 21, Washington State. This is a coin toss. Because last week, Oregon State and Big Cinco stunk up the building. Washington State, fresh off of rolling a couple people. We're going to see what happens. At 15, like I said, Ole Miss is playing Alabama. Number 16, Oklahoma versus Cincinnati. That should be uh, easy work. Number 17, UNC versus Pittsburgh. You think the, the pick coach is still talking crap about Coach Dion? They're one and two. I don't think so. Uh, Drake May and UNC should roll. Number 18, Duke versus UConn. The, the Huskies, no easy task these last couple of years. But Duke is on a run with the, with the young quarterback. So they should take care of business. But stranger things have happened down at UConn. Number 19 is Colorado, of course, taking on Oregon. Number 20, Miami versus Temple. The Canes are back. So that's that's bad news for Temple. At uh, 21, Washington State, of course, they're playing. 22, UCLA is playing. 23, Tennessee versus UTSA. The balls bounce back. That loss, uh, yeah. They're going to make an example out of UTSA. Sorry, guys. 24 hours playing. And then finally, at the top 25, we got Florida versus Charlotte. ETNs. 
little brother is a problem. And he's going to be a problem for Charlotte this weekend. Uh, other notable games, uh, like I said, I check on uh, colleges that my nephews attended, my daughters attended. Sam Houston State plays Houston this weekend. Uh, Houston needs to go out and get to, uh, Herman. They need to get Herman back. You got TCU versus SMU. That's going to be a good game. Uh, North Texas is playing Navy. Uh, Howard and Hampton are off. Also, Norfolk State. Uh, getting been getting uh, calls about Virginia State is three and zero. They play Livingston College this weekend, and o ODU you're on my radar, so I'll be checking you guys out soon. That's enough for college football. We gonna get on to the pros. First, we get to the pros. I gotta get something off my chest. Uh, the pundits and Sean Payton loves blaming Russ. I don't know what. The sports world problem is with Russell Wilson, but they need to get off it. Because I got a couple of questions I need answered. Of course, the Broncos are 0-2. Why is it Russ's fault? If you watched the game last Sunday, that was not Russell's fault. Yes, he did not play played well the second half, but he put up enough points for a regular defense to hold him. They did not. They lost 33-35. Russ reiterated Russ does not play defense. He does not. How that blame falls on him, he lit it up in the first half. He came down the second half. But everything, Sean Payton's like, uh, he's not getting the plays in quick enough. I'm like, what does that have to do with the defense and not holding that torn in line? Uh, Barrows in Cincinnati, he's 0-2. Nobody's blaming him. Of course, he's got excuses with hamstring. But if you suit up, buddy, there are no excuses. Herbert. For the Chargers, he's on to. They're not blaming him. They're, they're blaming the coach. San Diego, they, they don't play defense either. But it's still Russ's fault. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, 0-2. They're not blaming Kirk. They're not blaming Kirk. Chicago, 0-2. Okay, they're blaming Justin Fields, but they should blame him. But see what I'm saying? Then you got the two rookies, Houston and Indy. Houston, Indy, and Carolina, they're rookies. So, of course, you know, you're not going to really blame losses on them. Actually, Indy's won a, won a couple of games. So, and then you have New England, Mac Jones. They're on too. They're not blaming Mac Jones. The original Charlie Checkdown, they're not blaming him. Arizona, Dobbs at quarterback. Of course, they're tanking, so they're not going to blame them for anything either what is it i want sean payton to bench russell so we can get to the crux of what's going on because like i said they he the last fives in new orleans were not pretty he's the same guy that tried to start Taysom hill over Jameis winston number one pick in the draft now Jameis has Jameis had an interception problem too but on his worst day He's better than Taysom Hill. So what's the what was the reasoning behind that? And what's the reasoning behind him blaming Russ for every little thing? I think Russ is just take it to the parking lot, duke it out with him, beat him up, do something. I'm just tired of hearing everybody cry about Mr. Politically Correct Russ. He's not out slapping his wife, calling people women hoes, disrespecting the fans. He's doing none of that. 
but he's getting no consideration, and I'm tired of it. I'm going to make a couple people block me on social media again, Sean Payton being one. I got some words for you, brother, and you're not going to like them. Moving on to this weekend in the NFL. First, we got Tennessee versus Cleveland. Cleveland is the coach. You don't blame DW4. If Chubb hadn't got hurt on the Monday night game, they would have won that game. Stefanski, DW4 is a mobile quarterback. He is not Kirk Cousins, which you left from Minnesota. Your time is up. Get it together. We got they signed Hunt, so they should be back in the mix. But they Deshaun's got to play better, and he's got to call better plays. Point blank, period. We got Atlanta versus Detroit. Atlanta is gritty. Uh, the coach of Atlanta used to coach Tennessee when he had Derrick Henry, and he's got Bajon Robinson. So if Detroit's going to win this, they got to be more consistent on the offensive side. Gibbs, it's your show now with Montgomery being hurt. OC, don't be afraid to use them. Still, this game is a toss-up. Then we got New Orleans versus Green Bay. Green Bay. Give love some love at home. He didn't play last bad last week. They lost by one point, but hell, you lose by one point. I think he'll get it together at home with his number one receiver back. Uh, I think in, in, in New Orleans should win this game, but I think love is going to show what he's worth at home. I think they're going to get him. Then we have Denver versus Miami. Whatever happens, they're going to blame Russ. I don't think see them beating Miami in Miami, but they're going to blame Russ. Then we have the Chargers versus Minnesota. Captain Kirk is going to pull this one out at home. The Chargers, their defense don't play at home. It's definitely not going to travel. They're going to be 0-3 and looking for a new coach by game five. Then we have New England versus the Jets. All I'm going to say is Zach Wilson. Really? Really? They're still on TV trying to make excuses or come up with schemes on how he can win this game. He's going against Bill Belichick. They're not winning this game. And if I'm a Jet, I'm disgusted because they won't bring somebody in to give us a legit shot. Like Shannon said, Zach Wilson can't play dead in a horror movie. What are you looking at? Moving on. Buffalo versus the Commanders. Defense wins games. Uh, I'm going to give the Commanders a chance because they're actually playing at home. But don't get it twisted. Josh Allen might pull something out and they take a walk out of there with a win. I'm pretty sure Buffalo's favorite, but Washington might be on a might make it an upset bid. We'll see. Then we have Houston versus Jacksonville. Sunshine needs to step it up. Because he's looking like an ordinary guy now. He, he missed three touch four touchdowns last week by throwing too high. You six six guy. Sit down, deliver the ball. Houston doesn't have the defense or offensive firepower to deal with them. If they lose this game, then we really got a problem. Come on, Jacksonville. Then we got Indy versus Baltimore. Just going to say Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Richardson, I don't know if he's playing yet. He's still in concussion protocol. But if you're in con 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 uh, concussion protocol, sit back and watch the master Lamar. Baltimore runs away with this. Then we got Caroline. Carolina versus Seattle. Geno bounced back. Geno looked like a real NFL quarterback again. I see them taking Carolina apart with Andy Dalton at the helm for, for the Panthers. It's not going to be good for them, especially in Seattle. Seattle all day. We got Chicago versus KC. This is going to be a blowout. If 
Casey wants to showcase their firepower, which they have little of this year. This should be the game. Chicago's atrocious on both sides of the ball. They let Justin Fields do his thing. Maybe he can keep him close. I still seeing this a blowout. Then we have Dallas versus Arizona. How many sacks for the Dallas defense? How many sacks for Michael Parsons? This is not going to be pretty, especially after losing Diggs. Everybody feeling 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 down a little bit. They're going to take it out on Arizona, and Arizona's tanking anyway, so they're not going to give them uh, that much that much of a fight. So we'll see. Cowboys in this landslide. And Pittsburgh versus the Raiders. This is a toss-up. Pittsburgh looks horrible. Their defense comes to play, but they're not at home this week. And the Raiders, who knows? The boy uh, wonder at coach. It's not a coach. Uh, so this is a toss-up. I, I, I don't know who to pick. I wouldn't even pick it. Then on Monday night, we got Philly versus Tampa Bay. Uh, everybody waiting to see. Uh, Jalen do his thing and the resurgence of Baker Mayfield. This is the thing that bothers me. These guys are winning games and people are still not happy. You're 2-0. What would you rather be 0-2? I'm just asking because it's ridiculous. They're critiquing guys that are 2-0 like they just lost both games. I mean, it's ridiculous. Then final Monday night, we got Rams versus the Bengals. Rams are surprising this year. I didn't, I didn't, I thought they were in rebuild mode. But the first couple of games they look great. And the Bengals, no Joe, no win. Simple as that. Uh, I don't care. I mean, Greer knows the offense, or whatever. But he's not Joe. Uh, receivers are frustrated. If Burrow doesn't trot out there to start the game, they have no shot. No shot. That's enough for the NFL. Let me get you on out of here on this. Uh, Major League Baseball is winding down. Uh, I'm going to give it to you. American League East, we got the Orioles, uh, a game and a half up on the Rays. The Rays have already clinched the playoff berth. The AL Central, we got the Twins, that eight and a half games up on Cleveland. AL West, we have the Astros, a half game up on the Rangers and the Mariners. This is going down to the wire. In the NL, in the National League, we got NL East, the Braves, 14 games up on Philly. Uh, in the Central, the Brewers are eight games up on the Cubs. And in the West, the Dodgers are 13 and a half games up on Arizona. The stats, Lewis Arise, 354 average. He's 350 pretty much for the year. Matt Olson, 53 home runs to lead the league. Also leading with 132 RBIs. Uh, Spence Strider, 18 wins, tops in the majors. Blake Snell, 233 ERA, leads the majors. And Edmund Class, 42 saves, leads the majors. Like I said, we're going to get on out of here now. Uh, got my shout-outs for the week. Uh, first, I want to shout-out my brother from another mother, Stalin Lawson. Happy birthday. His actual birthday was yesterday. Uh, sending shouts out to you and your family. I want to say happy birthday to... Uh, my man, uh, I was in the Army with Mr. James Jordan. Uh, hey, I just want to thank you for, for stopping a 22-year-old me from doing a whole lot of stupid stuff. I still hear your voice in my head sometimes, Mr. James Jordan. Also, I want to shout out to my cousin-in-law, Tavius Plummer, big guy. Happy birthday to you. His birthday is today. 
I want to send a shout out to uh, another cousin, Wim Anthony Plummer. Happy birthday to you. And I want to send a shout out to my boy Brad Smith, whose birthday is on the 24th. Happy birthday in, in advance, my guy. And I just want to say, uh, if you watched, Stephen A. talks a lot of, lot of crap. Stephen A., the black delegation would like to trade you for your non-athletic ass back for Max Kellerman because you embarrassed yourself and everybody. This man does not have a speck of athletic ability. They said he played ba basketball at Winston-Salem State. There's no way. He carried water from the, the back to the bench. There's no way he played basketball. You look sad. You look pathetic in your own words. Cut it out. It's your boy OG, and I'm O-U-T.